<laughs> I was waiting for you to say something, so yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, you do it this time. You start it. Hey, yeah, uh, what's up? <laughs> it's Sophia this time, and I'm here with Greg, who usually does the intro. We talk about scene stuff and stupid stuff that happens. Uh, yes, Greg, please do. I was not ready. <laughs> You smashed it. Amazing. I love Thank that. You. Thank you. Oh, yeah. What are we saying? It's episode six, isn't it? How sick is that? It's amazing. Yes. Like I've um, I've been looking at um getting the podcast onto like Apple Music and stuff now. It's now up, which is really, really cool. So Hell yeah. People that are listening to this from Apple Music then. Hello, hello. Apple Poo Poo. Welcome to the the stupidest podcast that you're ever going to spend your time listening to. But the fact is, is that quality, quality podcast, but stupid. <laughs> but when I actually think about it now, is that we're technically bingeable now because like yes. we have hours worth of podcast material up now. So long drive, yes. put the podcast on. If you're writing music with your friends and you're having a shit time, stick the podcast on. Just Hell yeah literally anything like you, you want to can... be mad at something <laughs> listen to the podcast let's fucking go want to be mad at us want to be mad at shit that's happening in the scene we got yes you. we got you we got you okay Hell so yeah. um this this is kind of similar to last week where um i ended up having to put a tweet up on monday that was like can you please slow down or at least stop doing stupid shit in the scene? <laughs> There's so much happening. Like the, the podcast is written already. Technically, this podcast has been written since Monday. And usually so yeah. we give ourselves Monday to Saturday to write the entire thing. But we did it in, <laughs> we effectively did it in one day because there's just that much dumb shit happening recently. But it's getting worse. There there's been quite a lot of bad shit. But there's also been a lot of stupid shit that I think we're gonna focus on a lot more because I think it's easy to talk about like the negative stuff that happens in the scene. Yeah. But I also think that it's it's I, I don't know, I just I think it's more enjoyable to actually listen and kinda talk about the things that are stupid and are dumb and which is pretty much the entire premise of this podcast. Yes stupid stupid exactly we love but, um, it yeah let's let, let's get into it because there's let's dive into it much. boys <laughs> you even said that like you even said that the, the tweet for sunday for when the podcast comes out could be even longer but we've watered down so like we've got yes. something we can talk about <sighs> and some things that we we felt really hard pressed and like wanted to talk about but like the podcast would never end honestly I mean, we're recording this on Thursday, right? I don't fucking know what's going to happen in the next few days when the actual thing is going up. So <laughs> breaking news. We have something else to talk about, too, now. Oh, literally. We'll, we will record this today and tomorrow it'll be like um, Mind Force have done something that is the equivalent of seven nine 11s And it's like, what the fuck? Okay. What cool. is happening? Hardcore. Every uh female fronted band suddenly cancelled because they're not actually women. Oh no, what are we <laughs> gonna do now? Female fronted yes. is now a genre, but the problem oh is God. that every female is fronted band is fronted by a male. It'll be some shit <sighs> like that. 
Oh my god, that'd be a headline. That'd be, that'd be fucking, that sounds like something the Onion would write. Would be like female-fronted fr- hardcore band fronted by male. Everyone got replaced by men. Now everyone can listen to bands again. Hee hee. Exactly. Now no oh. one can complain at festivals that there's not any like inclusive bands that have like women in them because they're all female-fronted bands that only contain men. Hell yeah. We love to see inclusion, which is only including men. I think we just solved sexism. We just solved problems. Issues. <laughs> Issues. <laughs> yes. Okay, sweet. I think Good. if we're gonna talk about if if we're gonna talk about anything to do with gender right now, I think we need to talk about scene queen. <laughs> <sighs> Remember when we said we are not gonna like call out bands and shit and like do do like all of this, but Scene Queen has I don't even remember her fucking name. I'm just gonna call her hmm, what should I it doesn't matter. She just dug her own fucking grave in the last couple of days. It, it's like been twenty four hours and she just did it herself. So um congratulations on that scene queen you did amazing we're six episodes in and we're talking shit on people already i love it so um basically what the premise of it is that the entirety of hardcore metalcore online are talking about this because it's just it's just dumb as opposed to like enjoyable dumb but what it is is um uh, rock sound recently you um put Mm -hmm. an article stating that scene queen were awarded best breakthrough act of the year and Uh think um, yeah that award normally comes with criticism regardless of who it is you could have the likes of a uh, world of pleasure or static dress or anyone like that and people would be like hang on something's not right here it doesn't matter who it is someone will always talk shit but in this particular instance i think scene queen's always had quite a lot of people that have kind of been like is this an industry plan? Is it not an industry plan? And then the whole term industry plan gets um, misunderstood heavily. Like even Scowl and stuff in that, they get it constantly. <laughs> but like they could have been down for like best breakthrough act or there's so many um, bands that could have been considered for it. But yes. since Scene Queen got it, there's been quite a lot of criticism around it. And when you, when you think about it, right, these awards don't actually mean anything. They're just like great media traffic for websites and magazines and stuff and mm-hmm. for bands and stuff. But the issue with the issue with Scene Queen winning this is because um is is a friend of yours that put up that tweet just being like, I just listened to Scene Queen and this shit is fucking garbage. Like it's just just straight up just talked shit on it loads. And oh, that's so funny. The that's worst so funny. thing. The worst thing that an artist could do, we're going to talk about this as well, because I think it's a good mm-hmm. point to kind of touch on, is um, as an artist, when you are putting art, I use the the term art loosely because mm-hmm. it's, it's yes. completely subjective whether people think something is art or not. But if you put something out into the world whilst you have a platform, criticism is inevitable. It will always happen. And the one thing yes. you don't want to do is drop yourself to that level where you respond to it and you end up just like making a fool of yourself because there's a fine line. Yes. You can respond oh. to shit and it's so yeah. 
so minute that you will actually be able to be like, my response is going to make everything better. Because every response to criticism yeah. always makes things worse. Yeah, usually, and especially when you misgender people and then you delete the tweet saying, <laughs> I didn't want to clap back because I misgendered them. So, yeah, that's the thing. And the funny thing is, um, shout out to uh, Josh. Uh, uh, funny thing, uh, isn't really my friend now. Now they are. They are my friend now. Uh, mm. I just know that they've been listening to my band before. Uh, I didn't really know them. But this fucking tweet came up on my TL timeline. And I was like, wait a minute. They got a point. They got a fucking point. Finally, someone's saying it. And then everything came out about seeing Queen be it. I mean, the misgendering is one thing, but how they fucking treat. I mean, she. Why? I always think of Scene Queen as a band, but it's literally just like, what's her name? It's Hannah. It's person. Yeah. It's Hannah. She's an artist. Uh, she she does good music, in my opinion. Um, and it came out that I mean they she did a fucking split a split a song a collab song with set it off right alarm goes off but second thing touring but set it off okay second alarm goes off um what was there else like she listed brand new as like on her wiki <laughs> as her like she grew up with that like that's the music that she likes right and i think that's kind of weird also tried to get a job at hopeless records three times suddenly goes away from from the scene in like brackets right from the scene that she's been apparently part of uh, to pursue hip-hop pop and like latin music because hardcore or the scene the alternative scene right we, we call it alternative scene now um is too misogynistic or used to be too misogynistic and then suddenly she comes back posts a tiktok under a whole different name she used to uh be called rose 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 i don't fucking know how you pronounce it and now it's scene queen where the fuck is the scene queen coming from? I don't know. I've never heard of her. But suddenly she's a big thing. I'm a breakthrough artist this year. You can't tell me that's not an industry plant. And signed to Hopeless Records. May I yeah, add? Yeah, like it's, it, it almost add. seems too convenient, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Like, sure, I don't want to like throw the term around industry plant because there are obvious industry plants that have been called out and they don't exist anymore for the for that reason. But it's just too too good to be true for a band. I mean, even Bad Omens and Sleep Token have existed before that, have done music, have toured, you know, they've done all of this. And hmm. her, she just appears out of thin fucking air, claiming the term scene queen. And my I add, if you call yourself anything queen or king, help yourself somehow that's fucking insane <laughs> to me Think queen oh, yeah her image is like the whole bimbo thing which you know i think is cool to be like not stereotypically a hardcore wearing woman in the scene or whatever 
but it gets to a point where I feel fucking uncomfortable watching it. And her whole fan base, I mean, TikTok, right, is like yeah. young people, younger than me. And I'm 23 now. And th- that means under 18, too, which I think is fucking problematic when you have a song with a video without like, fucking dildos twerking all of that shit and you sing about pussy and all of that i'm sorry but that's just that makes me so fucking uncomfortable and i don't care what kind of music you do because there are a lot a lot of artists that i could call out for that i mean usually in the hip-hop scene and all of that but you are so aware of like what people are in this space and you still fucking do that I'm sorry. I think that's fucking weird. It's like having a message, but the message that you're putting out there is kind of doing more damage than the good that it's intending. It's like yes. it's like on the surface, um, it looks like um it looks like they're doing everything they possibly can to uplift people in the LGBT community, to uh, create like a safe space um that's uh, free of abusers and um misogyny but the problem is is that as you've said about this about singing songs about those particular things when there's like an underage audience but then you're also trying to create this safe space but also touring with bands that either have accusations have resolved accusations and kicked like past members out that have been um guilty of abusing women and i don't know i just i just think it it's a really really shitty thing to try capitalize on something that's so important to a lot of people Mm. and just just to kind of give like a like greater context to this because i think you've kind of just like you've absolutely nailed every single part of it you've solved the (laughs) you've solved the conspiracy yes you've gave a whole timeline of how it's came about and where the contradiction is but um after after Josh put up that like that quote retweet being like this music is straight ass, um, the response to this is it's like one of those ones that like it's almost been like written out in the heat of the moment where like someone's like still angry, and it oh, just yeah. says um, you want to know what I find funny about this? Men love to say shit like this about every successful girl on the internet and get mad that they achieve things like win an award for breakthrough in a country where they sold out their entire headline tour, upgraded rooms and sold that out again. Hate me all you want, that's fine. But the fact that these dudes are so afraid of me, they have to block me from seeing this oh, no. as funny and means I'm very good at my job and lyrically content does in fact get in their heads. Also, half my songs are about standing up for women, queer people, and victims of sexual assault. People like <clears> me <throat> because I actively make my shows a safe space where elitists or men that actively go out of the way to hate on women don't feel welcome at. Get a hobby or perhaps get on my level. Sincere- sincerely, a bitch that's famous for shit music. To me, like that comes off like so insincere. That's more like it's it's more like gloating and being like i'm making money and you're not it's almost like when remember when that our last night video came out and they're like hey look at this whole room of people that are singing our cover of goo goo dolls iris and it's like look at look at look at our success look what we've done making like uh, managing to play shows based on other people's work and it kind of feels like it kind of feels like 
with Scene Queen that it's taken in factors that were successful elsewhere in the scene, such as um, the whole Scene Queen um, ideology and attitude coming from like MySpace era, like millionaires and shit like that. And then you've got the whole bimbo core thing, which has became like more and more popular in the past couple of years. Cause like it's been like, done. Like bimbo core, mm-hmm. when I think about it, is like creation and shit like that. And like there's like brat yeah. as well. And like that that's what I think of when I think of bimbo core. But it's the fact that like they've kind of turned it into like this whole like Regina George mean girl shit. And it's almost like taken on this whole sorority girl. Yeah, it's like Paris Hilton's thing yeah. and i like nothing against it i'm totally for anyone that wants to express themselves in a certain way and make that their whole thing a go mm-hmm. for it i fucking love pink but i wouldn't consider myself a bimbo because i'm not stereotypically blonde blue-eyed and only wear pink and have a tan and whatever but i think it, it suits people and if they want to rock it go for it but boom yeah the misgendering Fuck. was pretty fucking stupid because like <laughs> Like it's it is it's so simple just to kind of click on someone's profile and see that their pronouns are there. Like it takes no effort. Yes. And that's what makes me and... think that their statement, like that Sing Queen's statement was written out in the heat of the moment. It was, yeah. was no research. They didn't do anything about it. They literally just jumped the gun, claimed misogyny, misgendered someone, and just completely went against like the mantra of what this artist is about. And like it 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 almost kind of like shows the cracks and like this whole Th- this whole image that this like yeah. this mean this mean girl thing that's like hey i look like your stereotypical sorority girl that's top of the food chain but you guys can all be my friends here like it's kind of like they're trying to take all of like these people under their wing and now all of a sudden we've actually kind of seen a little snippet of what they're mm. actually like because they've received criticism that they just cannot handle could have just let it slide people don't like your music who cares? Yeah, exactly. Apparently, like, a lot of people did because you won fucking breakthrough artists this year. Besides, besides all these, all these points and like kind of digging into the the scene queen rabbit hole, <laughs> the one thing that I don't think is is right is well, there's two things actually. There's um the claiming of misogyny because someone criticized their music. I just I don't think that's right at all because. If you don't like someone's music, it isn't misogyny or misandry. It's not a case of like, yeah, I well, think their music or their art sucks. Therefore, I hate this person's gender. It's more just a case of like this person's creative process and what they've managed to produce to me subjectively. I think it fucking sucks. It's not the yeah. new gender whatsoever. But the one thing yeah. that the well, the second thing actually is um. I understand that if you put art out onto the internet, you're kind of open yourself up to criticism. And I think that there is definitely a line that when it stops being criticism and it just starts turning into just like bullshit and just kind of like, it becomes hateful and it's just nasty. Yeah. It's like when people stop talking about the art itself and people put emphasis on talking unworldly amounts of shit on this person because they've had the opportunity to do so because they've seen other people dunking on them. Mm-mm. Yeah. And like, I think that nobody should be, no one should be subjected to that. But I think yes. it's almost inevitable because, like, I, 
it's almost like part and parcel with like becoming like a public figure. You'll be criticized. Yeah, just comes with the with the field, right? Just like a mm-hmm. job you have to do. And uh like subjectively, I think her music sucks. I don't listen to it. I don't care what she does mm. unless it's problematic then i will talk about it but like i don't care other people do like some people don't like my my band's music do i care not really i mean i listen to other music that people don't like and vice versa who cares because you have your own taste obviously mm. Like who the fuck cares on like uh, chill out, jeez. Like, you're one fucking breakthrough <laughs> artist. Chill. But why uh, God, it I fucking think... annoys me as a woman seeing shit happen. Like artists that are women or you know, being like that. It sucks for us. I mean it sucks for me because then it's a leading example, right? For like men to shit on me too. Doesn't help. No, totally. Like, again, like, I think that's something we could talk about forever. Ever. Absolutely. But um, we've got so many more stupid things that we can talk about. But um, <laughs> you want to pick one or do you want me to hit you with one? What do you feel like doing? <laughs> what do you want to do? <laughs> what do you want to um, do? Because th- this one kind of hits closer to home so i think this will be one that will um, that will resonate with yourself um mm. the squala grind inclusions <laughs> i literally just sent you the video for this as well yeah i i i watched it and um don't know if people actually know the band they're pretty they're smaller i mean in europe mm. not everyone knows about them but it's a pretty cool band they played here in switzerland and um as people would say female fronted right um so yeah greg do you want to uh, explain to our listeners what actually happened in that so-called video okay so um Esquilla grind are, are a band that have um a trans guitarist and they they speak pretty passionately about inclusion being something that's incredibly important in the scene mm-hmm. and damn right like they're totally yes. correct it is something that's really that. important um, they've recently been on tour with like Napalm Death. They've just like announced them um, a huge like US tour with so mm-hmm. many bands on it. One of those tour posters that has like the plus, the minus, the asterisks, and the hashtag and all that. Some yeah. bands are playing here, some bands are playing there. <laughs> but um there was a recent show that they played, like maybe in like the past couple of days, where um their vocalist is basically talking about inclusion and mm-hmm. it gets to the point where someone in the crowd is basically just shouting shit back at them and yeah. they're focused. it's just like why don't you just shut the fuck up i'm literally talking about fucking inclusion and then yeah one of the most beautiful <laughs> things that can happen in that very moment is the crowd basically turn on this person that's heckling and are just like do you want to shut the fuck up and actually listen you like you're at a show you've paid for a ticket to be here why are you being a dickhead and eventually it yeah. went to the heckler getting kicked out of the show. I get that like there'll be people that all be like, Yeah, they shouldn't have got kicked out of the show because like they paid for a ticket, they have every right to be there. But then at the same time, it's like inclusion is something that is incredibly important. It shows and bigotry yeah. and um excluding others 
is something that should absolutely never happen at any sort of no. show, whether it's hardcore, metalcore, grindcore, power violence, indie, fucking doesn't matter, power really. pop shit, whatever. Yeah, inclusion you know, is incredibly important because the scene itself is a community, and a community is where everyone should feel safe and comfortable and happy. Yeah, yeah, you said it down right. Also, I think someone threw a drumstick at him, at that guy. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but someone threw something at him, which, fair. I don't want to condone violence, but people like that deserve it. I can't um, believe you just said. I can't believe you just said that because someone on metalcore Twitter is gonna rise up right now and be like, "Yeah, that's actually assault." So uh, uh, we, yeah, uh, we we must cancel he... this band immediately because it was aggravated assault with a weapon. I mean, honestly, sue me. I don't care. To be fair, right, I actually got hit in the face with a drumstick when taking photos of Imposter like two weeks ago. Oh. Um, I didn't even fucking notice that it happened. I just remember like <laughs> taking my camera like like for a moment just putting my camera down and I just got like clocked in the head with it and I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> yeah, and then I even remember like um, the last time I saw Converge, every time that the drummer like broke a stick, instead of just like launching his sticks um high into the crowd, he would slide them under the kit along like the floor of the stage until it basically <laughs> just hit like people at the front in the chest. Hell yeah. It, it was just it was just hard as fuck. Like everyone was coming away with like shards of drumsticks and chips. Nuts. But I um never but yeah back to the thing. I mean we talked about it like a thousand times at this this point because it happened to me too, right? Mm-hmm. happened to me too we talked about it last time on the podcast but for everyone that has no idea what happened with me Sophia from the amazing metalcore band that is vegan named Divine Sentence we were on tour we brought Greg too he witnessed it all with his own fucking eyes uh, was in France uh, Arras and honestly the show was sick no complaints there but um, I was already almost unable to speak since my voice kind of got fucked during tour. Um, and we're going to release a new song, which has to do with inclusion and how important it is to me that we, you know, create a safe space for women and we listen to them and all of that. So I wanted to talk about it because I do it on every like on every tour. I don't care where we are. I'll, we'll always talk about it. And um, people would, wouldn't stop talking over me. And it wasn't only one guy. That's, like, that's the most embarrassing yeah, the thing about part, it. Yeah. And fucking, I don't remember, was it Bazir, uh, our guitarist, yeah. that Bazir had to Shari. say, please, <laughs> stop talking. I was like, shut the fuck up. No one was listening to me, but everyone listened <laughs> to him, right? I, I was so upset for like... I think, yeah, after this set, I kind of got upset about it. I also know that one of my, I mean, friends, I, I would call him a friend of me, um, was also talking about it like, yeah, um, please listen to this podcast because people in front kind of suck. They should listen to this because that's not correct. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That's not nice. It doesn't matter who you are, but especially as like being part of a group that is already, you know, oppressed by men 
I would much enjoy people listening to me when I am on stage because you pay to see me, pay to see my band, and you won't even fucking listen to me. Fuck off. It just kind of shows that like bands on different levels still kind of experience the same thing, and it's yeah. still it's still bullshit. It totally is, and mm. there's got to be work put in to actually do it. And it's good to see that despite it happening at this show, people have actively decided to do something about it where they've just gone and kicked this heckler out. And yeah. I think that's the that's totally the right thing to do. Yes. Just fuck them. Yeah, I mean, you can't really kick everyone out if everyone talks uh, over you, but it's nice to know that people take it to heart sometimes and actually change. Yeah, totally. After it's brought to their attention. Mm. Right. So, yeah. You want another talking Justice point for them? Um, hit me. Hit okay. Me um, promoters booking moshers. <laughs> Who started that? Um, Who Morning started Star. that? Morningstar posted it. Yeah, and I it, love it, them. It could have been anything from like them just like talking shit. Like it's it's such like a stupid tweet, and I think that if people are genuinely genuinely taking it seriously, then. All hope is fucking lost. But um, the tweet that they posted was a can't believe promoters are booking moshers at their gigs. Moshers sending the invoice like ten spin kicks and two stage dives. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Just like an itemized list of like, yeah, um, if I throw one spin kick at the show, that's gonna be uh twenty five quid. But um, if I do a yeah. stage dive and no one catches me, then uh, that's gonna be three hundred. Imagine the head walk. Oh my god! How much would that cost? Yeah, you get a bonus based on how many heads you walk on. <laughs> I just imagine. It's like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's so funny because like I'd I'd seen like so many people like replying to this, being like, "Holy shit, my dream job has finally became available!" Or yes, like I'm gonna put this on my resume. Or how do I explain to my employer that I'm gonna go on a, a gap year to market shows? <laughs> uh, you just go and travel the world. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna travel. That's all I want to do. Like have a, a little bit like a side hustle right there, just moshing your shit out of everyone. Yeah, like That's instead funny. of instead of getting like life experience, you're just making like sweet shmoneys, spin kicking Hell yeah. jest and cartwheeling into people and jumping off stage and that. I fucking love that. I just love that like yeah. stupid tweet has grown arms and legs and just turned into like such a fucking mess. It's great. I'm so happy that reached me because <laughs> first time I read it, I was like, you know, something about it wouldn't surprise me. But then I'm like, really? And then I started reading and I was like, yeah, obviously a joke. So I had to make a joke myself about my favorite Instagram profile. I don't know if I should actually say the name <laughs> because I don't want, want them to come for me, I'll be honest. No, don't do it. Don't. But basically, there's a account that I love. So I just said, wait, let me, let me, let me see what I actually said account will be in intermit. How the fuck do you even pronounce it? I know this word. Intermediary? Intermediary? In the future. So basically like a broker, bro. Yeah. So you can go to this account, say, yo, can you like give me a job so I can go and mosh, get my <laughs> money? 
and they just take like what like a 25% cut of what they get for being like yo we have people to mosh also women you know that that's a bonus right when when the women the women the mosh yeah like that's like a this is um this is the next community that live nation are going to come after for merch cuts <laughs> Oh no. Oh my god, can you just imagine like, Moshers and crowd killers turning up to shows with like their own merch and live nations like ah, 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 for tax no, no, reasons no. we need a cut of your moshing money. Oh, like, oh my god. god. It's like this, this is what I mean though. It's it's one of those tweets that's just grown arms and legs and it just became something so stupid. But it's just funny and just so ridiculous. But it's something yeah. you could totally imagine someone out there taking seriously. Like people used to like before like submitting CVs and resumes online to workplaces, people used to like go into shops and stores and hand in like hard copies of their CVs. Now people are gonna like turn up to like fucking avocado booking shows and like local shows and that with like their CV being like, yeah, I moshed a mirror in 2016 and a bit, holy oh, fuck. We need a veteran. This guy. <laughs> let's let's get a discount. Let's phone this guy right now and be like, hey, are are you free tonight? Um We've got a, a show that sold three tickets. Could you come down and march? Yeah, hell yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I got you. But that's yeah, going to be you. like 20% more because I'm going to basically be the only one marching there. So, like, you know, I'm trying you gotta... to think of like how you could make this into like trying to see it from a perspective where like it's actually like a good thing. But all I can think of is like if you had booked someone to march and then somehow. You, you it filmed and it went viral and like that's potentially one way where like hiring someone that mosh that mosh is hard could actually work out in your favor but then at the same time like it's embarrassing it's yeah it's 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 like um men that post them highlight reels of the moshing and shit like mm-hmm. oh, 2023 was a good year for me and it's like a 30 second oh video I mean, I have friends that like post videos when they're like in the video and they see themselves moshing. They're like, "Yeah, that's me." And that's but all. Like, but a highlight reel, edited highlight? clips where they've put together all of their moshing clips into one, chose the music to put over it, and it's like, dear lord, like Japanese enough, like, hardcore um, mosh, mosh style. Let's go! Oh my god, it was when um, it was when you and Cam were talking about it on Twitter. About how the big screen at Outbreak Fest should just be Japanese hardcore, should just be um the Japanese hardcore mosh style one and two. I I prefer the number two. Yeah, just just let it go. Like everyone's gonna. I think I I'd kill a person at Outbreak if that was the case. Like that video was like up on the screen insane. and there's just like people with like their camera phones out just like filming parts like, yeah, I'm going to try to incorporate that into my routine. That'll be great for the CV. You know, the, the funny thing is I wouldn't even mind if people did that. At least they would l- learn how They'd to be do learning, stuff right? instead of push pit. Yeah. Yeah. So go for it. Learn it. Yeah, exactly. Learn the choreo. Let's go. We all want to do these the Japanese, Japanese mosh, mosh videos. Look them up and learn shit. Especially yeah. with, like outbreak coming up. I don't want to see anyone on stage longer than they need to be. I'm gonna bring a fucking stopwatch to outbreak and see if you're on stage <laughs> for longer than like five seconds. That gives me that gives Push me them off. unlimited right to RKO 
this little mm-hmm. bitch off the stage. It's gonna turn into a WWE fucking thing. Let's exactly. go. Then I can make an RKO highlight reel of all the Hell stupid yeah. idiots that spend too long on stage. You have to hire someone to film you. Don't forget about that. Oh, yeah, totally. But then I'm only going to do it if someone hires me specifically to do RKOs. Yeah. So, <laughs> the see, like, circle. It, it's all in. It's, it's, it's the um, it's supply and demand. It's the supply chain. Like, yeah, I can't RKO without it. someone filming it. I can't, then they can't film it. If I can't do yeah. it and I can't do it, if there's people that know not to be on stage for more than five seconds... It's it's, yeah. it's an unwritten rule. It's like how absolutely insane. It's like how people shouldn't cover bands that are like where the songs aren't older than like five or ten years. I know that it fluctuates between the two of those, but um, that that's a totally that's a totally different conversation that I think. Yeah, different. yeah, for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. But right, um, let's talk about one more thing. One more oh, thing because we spoke about. We spoke about Martian. We spoke about Scene Queen. A lot about Martian. We've talked about promoters and shit like that. Let's, um... <sighs> can we talk about the Rotten Out karaoke set? Oh, that, that is a fun one. That is so fun. It's wholesome as shit, karaoke. and it's so on brand for Rotting Out's vocalist. It is, right? That's so good. So proud. Just, I wish I could do that. It's the whole shit of, like actually organizing a show and rotting out actually playing i think is like an achievement in itself but what yes. makes it even more perfect and even more of a rotting out show is the fucking vocalist just not showing up it it is on brand right i mean but it's such a good experience if you like for everyone that was there i mean it's the sort That's of shit you wouldn't forget. It's like taking back Sunday playing that backyard show. It's something you wouldn't yeah, forget. Yeah, right. But with like rotting out, it was what it was it was another backyard show in like East LA or something. And since mm. the vocalist didn't turn up, rotting out have been like such an influential part of hardcore that almost everyone knows the words the rotten out songs. So it got to the point where I think everyone realized that like the vocalist wasn't just showing up. And everyone was just like, well, we all know the fucking words. So they ended up playing their set and just people from the crowd just started doing shit. Like, just started doing the vocals. And, like, that's wholesome as shit. And that's, like, core memory stuff. Like, going to show and coming away with something like that. That's incredible. Actually, something like that happened with a band of my friends. Um, The band is uh, named Vicious. X Vicious X. No Vicious Party. Hey, yeah, you know, what's up? So um, something happened and Davey, the vocalist, couldn't go to the Germany show. And so they were like, yo, um, we're, go- we're still going to show up, but we need people to sing the songs. So that they just had people coming up on stage just singing the set, just different people, which I think is a very wholesome. It's so, so good. And like from yeah. all the clips that have went up, right? Usually, mm. like, usually mic grabs are, like, mic grabs are cool, but everyone that gets the mic usually completely punishes their very opportunity to do cool vocals. And mm. every single clip I've seen, everyone's just killed it. Everyone's done brilliant. Yeah. Like, no one's forgotten words or anything like that. It's, like, kids that don't even know each other singing words back and forth to each other. And it's it just fucking rules, man. Yes, I mean, that's how you kind of make friends and connections and like have a good time right i mean 
doesn't even really have to be mic grabs, but the fact that just people came up, did the thing, helped out, and it was a good show for everyone, right? And that's like the thing, the most important thing about it, that you have the experience. The rest, no care, don't have to buy merch, you don't have to do shit, you just have to be there and enjoy it because going to a show is a better experience than getting something from that show, in my opinion. Because the experience is what, what stays. It's what is there. Exactly. And you can't experience it every fucking day, but you will have it because you went. And I love that. It's just like, it's completely game-changing to actually have like a show where everyone knows what the deal is, the vibe is immaculate, and everyone's going off. Like, not even the full band is there. And everyone's like, holy shit, this rules. It's similar to, like, um, I love the... There there isn't, like, any, like, filming conglomerate there. 197 isn't there. There's no Daitan yeah. films. There's no Hate Five Six. There's no scope of exposure. It's just everyone is moshing and enjoying themselves. And no one's playing up for the cameras or anything. I know that, like, that oh. was recently a big <laughs> issue at, like, a Mind Force show recently. Where like mm-hmm. Mindforce had put up like this fucking excellent, excellent tweet that I'm gonna try to find right now, where they were talking about um how people should be able to go to shows and they should be able to mosh, they should be able to do what they like, and they should generally just be able to enjoy themselves without having to like perform for a camera. Yeah. That seems to be like quite a big thing right now where people will only mosh if they know that they're gonna be like on a video and I think it's nuts. I'm currently scrolling through my bookmarks of things we could have spoke about and like there's the return of like Fubu Man at Flyover Fest. Mm-hmm. Um there's um uh, kids at the Static Dress show filming Ollie's ass. Mm-hmm. Um, there's hardcore show Chet Hanks. I don't even know who Chet Hanks is, but hearing about them getting kicked out was just so funny. But um, yes. The Mindforce tweet is a, uh, yo, the move where the kid gets on stage to be in the video so everyone can see them and that they just punch down on people off the stage. That shit is mad soft. Get on the dance floor with the true warriors off camera. Stop trying to be the star of the video Tom Cruise. And then just a bunch of like facepalm emojis. <laughs> this is so good. I fucking like, stand Mindforce for that one. That's so funny to me. I just love that, like, that's another thing that's, like, so on brand for that band. The way it's written, the way it's put across everything. But, like, um, from what I'd read through, like, the comments and that is um, Jay Mindforce himself is, like, up there basically repeating the exact same fucking thing, being like, why are you up here just trying to be in a video? Like, go mosh on the floor like everybody else. Like, yeah, this isn't this isn't about you. Like, it's real main character syndrome shit. And I know that we spoke about main character syndrome um, quite a bit, but this is, like, another example where people have discovered that they can have their moment immortalized on video by basically just putting themselves in front of the camera. Like, remember the woman and that honestly... got in front of, like, Sonny's camera and Sonny basically just, like, kicked oh. her in the chest? Like... Uh, I love people that say, no, why everyone's so violent? And that one fucking video of um, God, I always forget his name. The story so far, Parker. Yes, the one from like two years ago. That girl off because she kept fucking. She took her phone out on stage and started filming, and he was just turned around, (laughs) kicked her off stage. Which you know, 
a whole different, you know, could have been maybe done a little bit nicer since, you know, kind of get it, but it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. Like we've had fine, so many still. examples recently in the past couple of years mm. of like find out, find out, ugh, fuck around and find out where like you've got oh, yeah, Parker Cannon dropkick and that girl off stage. You've got Aaron from Jesus Peace where he's got oh, yeah, that's up in his face one. and he does the flying fucking dropkick. Even though it's one of his mates, he still kicks him off the stage. You've got the kid that um, was filming himself on stage when Show Me the Body were playing and yeah. your, your banjo player, man just pushes them into like the amp stack like oh, we have, so, we have so, many. so many examples of how not to be a fucking idiot and these people have gone and shown exactly what happens if you spend way too long on stage i even yeah. remember um uh david tan Daitan films posted a video with a timer on it of this guy uh a counterpart show that we filmed and he was mm-hmm. on stage for like a minute and a half not even like singing at brendan or like singing at the band or mosh on stage oh, no. he was basically like in his own little box in front of the guitarist next to brendan just like screaming and singing to the crowd as if he was part of the band and it eventually yeah. gets to the point where johnny that puts the show on just ends up like fucking spearing him off stage and just pushing him <laughs> trying to get rid of him and it's like how can people be like this like so unaware of what's happening around them how can they make this entire moment that has nothing to do with them they're just a spectator how can they make it about them when reality the experience that you should be having and could be having that's far better than getting up on stage and making yourself look like a tit because you've been there for longer than five to ten seconds the thing is like if i i never want to experience that ever doesn't matter how big my band gets honestly i'm happy with everyone that does a side to side and does a stage dive and all of that shit but never and i will say it here this will be my statement and i will fucking live by it never stand next to me unless you belong to my band (laughs) or you're like a feature or guest vocals never stand next to me or i will get rid of you on the stage because i am anxious and i don't want people in my space <laughs> that i have made for myself on this fucking stage never ever i n- never want to fucking witness that in my life that makes me s- it gives me the ick really that is <laughs> so that weird. is the ick people get it into your space and like it totally ties into the whole point of like spatial awareness you've got to be aware of like what other people are doing at shows it's like people that get like fucking bonked in the head like during like a breakdown or whatever and they're like ah can't believe that just happened it was like well you would have seen it coming if you just fucking looked around you like yeah i mean you've got to be aware at shows it's not like it's not like um it's not like this thing where someone's gonna come up to you and be like excuse me i'm going to mosh into you just to mm-hmm. like, do I have your consent to do so? It's like, no, you're in a fucking environment where heavy music is being played, where moshing and crowd killing happens. And if that happens to occur whilst you are on the edge of the pit or literally anywhere in the fucking venue, you need to yeah. be aware of the fact that it's going to happen. And if it does happen, it doesn't give you the right to go on the internet and be a whiny little bitch. You can just be polite <laughs> about it. Like, if, if 
like my friends hit me or I hit them, I just still look and like make sure it's fine because you know, you never know what can happen. I'm small, I'm small little girl. My friend hit me, I might go into coma. I'll be honest, I might get nosebleed and they still check up on me. And I would do that for, I don't care who it is on, like it doesn't have to be a friend of mine, but just mm -hmm. be aware. Like also, you know, it's always the thing that we talk about. Hey, there are people, there are women, there are queer people. Every kind of person is in this space. Please make sure everyone gets the space. Because I know about the fucking, I am big boss Bowser dude. I have to take space to crow kill and do big mosh. Fuck off. I hate those people. Because they never make space. So I have to take my space. But I'm small. Small little girl. Cannot take mm -hmm. space. So fuck them. Fuck them. That, that's my statement right here. Fuck them. Fuck them. You gotta be able <laughs> um, to like. It's it's all about spatial awareness. It shows. You know that certain things are going to occur. So you've kind of got to prepare yeah. for it. But then at the same time. You've kind of got to be aware of like. Space that other people might also need. And like you can usually tell. What the vibe is by reading the room. Like yeah, it's, definitely. It's not particularly hard. Like, fair enough. Like, there's people that stand at the back because they don't want to be moshed into, but they still get moshed into. But like, you're aware that that's the kind of show that you're at. That's something that can happen. But you've taken the precaution of standing at the back to avoid getting hit as much as you would if you're at the edge of the pit or at the front. Like, it's yeah, it's common sense, um, really, right? Like people that complain about when people start moshing to a moshable band. Because they're like on a tour with a maybe not so mosh band. Like, what did you expect? These are different bands on the fucking bill. There's gonna be at least one band where people are gonna mosh, right? At least like, if you know your band's on tour, like a band that you like, you kind of, I feel like you should check out the other bands that are on the bill. Or maybe it's just me. But then you're not going to be like, oh, my God, what are these people doing? Why are you doing <laughs> circles around me? Like, what is happening? Like, w when I was at the fucking stray show and there were circle pits, I wasn't surprised because I know they do that. Sure, I don't like it. I don't care. They they had fun. But there were also people moshing, actually. Yeah. So, like, everyone was happy. So please stop complaining because there's going to be some some sort of movement. Yeah. Like that that's like textbook example. It's like you went to that show, you were aware of what was gonna happen, but you didn't make a big deal of it. You knew that circle no. pits were gonna be a thing. Didn't cry. It's like cool. I I don't give a shit. Whatever, it happens. But like is there people moshing? Cool. That's sick. I can get it's involved if I want down. to. But like it's yeah, it's it's about mm. being aware of what's going on around you and just kind of making the most of the experience and enjoying it, not trying to get yourself on camera, but also not trying to give yourself a reason to tweet some insufferable punishing bullshit. Like, I can't believe that someone hit me and assaulted me because they hit me with their Carhartt shoulder bag. It's like, grow up, honky. Like, why are you being believe? Like can't believe you took my space in the front row. I was there first. I was in the front of the line. How dare you? Yeah, we all know about that, right? Like, yeah. chill. Chill. Everyone's there to enjoy it. You know? That's the fucking reason why we go to shows. To enjoy ourselves 
and for the bands to enjoy the show they're playing because if there's no, if nothing's happening it's going to be the worst show of the tour and that has happened to me so you know make space take space but be respectful be polite and uh, have fun have fun <laughs>